Hello! Welcome back to Incense and Merlot with Mecca and Brittany. Hope you all had a wonderful week. Um, I don't know if any of you all have been feeling like weird lately, but that's okay. That's okay. You're gonna get through it. Feeling weird, feeling bad, feeling off. It's it's only temporary. Everything comes in a circular motion. So if you're feeling bad now, the happy times or the good times are coming on their way. Um, hope you caught our last upload. We did um, general prompts for friendships relationships how you show up for yourself when it comes to others um this week we're going to be diving into um platonic relationships how we show for um not only ourselves but ourselves in terms of other people um what is that or i guess what what how would you define friendship I would define friendship as a mutual, um, hmm, that is a good question, damn. (laughs) (laughs) Just, I would say someone that you trust, respect, and share space with. So a mutual bond in which you and another person are building, bonding, and respecting and loving each other in a way that doesn't really have any other type of, like, commitment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah I would um definitely because I I view friendship so highly I I do I, I just love genuine honest connections between people who know that they are merely a, a want and not a need like I I definitely don't there's not a there's not a need for you in my life but I, I cherish you so much that I want you here um and I adore everything about having you here. So friendships are always friendships are always to me something that I place a high priority on because um, without my a lot of my friends, I, I wouldn't be the person I, I am today. So they they're always going to take priority over over a lot of things. Um, but what did what, I guess that would lead into my next point? What is what does it mean to be you know a good friend? Mm-hmm. Um, what does it mean to be a, a present friend? Because, I mean, although I do enjoy my friendships and I do view them so highly, I have been on the receiving end of a friendship where I've noticed that I, I poured more than what I got back. So I always felt um, not so great hanging out with the person or having any interaction with the person mm-hmm. because we we weren't having that equal exchange or my needs weren't being fulfilled or met within that friendship. Um, and that's always so difficult for me because, you know, I do care about people deeply. I, I care about um, who you are as a person and I care about having you in my life. So to have this sort of empty or um, kind of I guess you could say used feeling when it comes to friendships. That's, that's always a, a tough barrier or, or a tough um, bridge that I, I found myself crossing sometimes when I, when I do get to the point in the relationship where I realize, oh, wait, I'm putting in a lot more effort than you. I'm giving more of myself than you. You're not really accurately holding space for me as much as I am for you. So, I, I end up feeling this just kind of in a hole. What do you, what do you, 
what does that feel like for you? Or how, how do you notice that that's happening? Mm. I would say most of my early kind of experiences with friendships were kind of distorted. Um, mm. One, because I grew up in a tight knit community. So it was just kind of like I had these assumed friends and I didn't really have to work at it. So if anything, I've been on maybe the middle where it's been like, I've been on the end where I noticed that I'm giving more than the other person, but I've also been the person that's not giving enough just because I've never really had like a clear picture of like, this is what friendship is. And again, just back to childhood, like growing up in a religious community, everybody knowing each other, people's moms being best friends. So therefore you're best friends with the people's (laughs) children. You know what I mean? Like that whole cycle of just like, I have these friends. And then I start public school because I was homeschooled. So like that should probably be the foundation for everything (laughs) because I was not in those normal social settings until second grade so for me I being like an introvert at the time and just like the onset of like my anxiety I was just adopted by extroverts a lot so on the outside it would seem like oh there's this extroverted person and they're giving all this energy to this girl that da 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 but also I noticed like For people, I was more like their emotional landing pad. So while the extroverted friend would, you know, do a lot outwardly and plan things and, you know, give that extroverted energy, I would serve as like the emotional guide um, in a lot of my friendships. So it'd be like, hey, I'm having this relationship problem. Like I was literally serving as some people's like therapist in a lot of my friendships. And it was just kind (laughs) of like, like, yes, you're doing the physical labor, but baby, this is mental labor that I'm giving. And it's Mm -hmm. like learning that that was a thing took years and definitely something that I feel like has continued to be a reason that I need to redefine friendships and continue building how I show up as a friend and how I allow friendships to show up in my life. So I think that's kind of like where I'm at with just like the reciprocity of it all, you know? Right, right. No, definitely. Um, I was also similar. Um, it's like, a um, when I was younger, girl, <laughs> I'm like, I already know I got diagnosed later and then my mom just like didn't give me any like medication for it. Uh, I had ADHD. It's been a, a clear. If you have not been listening, you're like, oh, wow, she has ADHD. Bitch, get clocked. Get the fuck out. Why the, you, I've said this multiple times. But, um, I was the kid who... Um, at first it was fine. You know, I played a little rough. Um, I got really excited, really just, you know, out there. Like, um, people didn't know what to do with me. Cause at first, like I had like cousins and stuff I would play with and we always play fighting or whatever. And they were always like boys. Um, I did have girl cousins that I would also hang out and play with, but I, I don't, I can't remember if I was ever really rough with them, but I just always remember being rough with my, um, my other cousins. Um, and I would just would transcend when I went to school and, you know, I, I would play rough with the boys and everything and I would run around a lot and, um, just be like this really rambunctious kid. And then out of nowhere, everyone just stopped. <laughs> everyone just stopped. Like I was not, um, one to be able to make a lot of friends. Um, because I think there was just a lot of barriers because no one, once like everyone got like whiff of gender, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, well, I can't play with you because you're a girl. Mm-hmm. And I was like, 
well, okay. But then I couldn't play with the girls because I would play too rough. So I was mm-hmm. like, all right. <laughs> so I was like, I just didn't know what to do. So then at some point, I don't know when in my, when in my childhood, I just kind of like sucked it all in. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm too much mm-hmm. and no one knows what to do with me. So I guess let me just reduce myself as much as I can, mm-hmm. which I mean, I did eventually get friends, um, but they were not great. Mm-hmm. They were just kind of like this really clicky group and uh, because I just wanted them not to fucking decide that I couldn't play with them anymore. I would just do whatever the fuck they said. And there was this one girl who was in the group also, but she was like more outspoken. And she's like, why do you do that? I'm like, do what? And she was like, you just follow this one girl and you let her tell you what to do. Like Mm -hmm. you go get her coat, you go get her backpack, you go get whatever the fuck she wants. Why do you do that? I'm like, bitch, we are in the fifth grade. I do not. <laughs> like, I'm like, just read. It just, oh, I was like, girl, I do not have the comprehensive skills that you have right now. So I can't answer that. I was like, I don't, I was like, I thought this was, you know, being a friend. Mm. Which now I look back on, I was like, damn, bitch, that was a lesson. <laughs> that, was a, that was a whole ass lesson I couldn't even comprehend it. But, you know, you, you think that you're being a good friend or you think that you're being a nice person just because you overextend yourself and you constantly do for others and you like you even said like you were emotional landing pad you let people just constantly emotionally dump on you because you're like yeah I you didn't feel like you added anything and like the um, extrovert or like you know physical activities you're just mm-hmm. like I can be emotional mm-hmm. and people can see that and they just like kind of you know the wrong people will take advantage of that. And you're like, well, fuck. Mm -hmm. So it's, it was just, it, it's always been hard. Now in my adult years, um, I'm able to make friends a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. I mean, they nine times out of ten, it's like the same. Like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I thought you were cool and I thought we could vibe. But mm-hmm. then now I'm like, actually, in your vicinity, maybe no. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm good on that. <laughs> um, but it's still, it's still kind of like from the same, like, child um, wonderment. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, I do not, like, have... Um, if I don't meet people, like, offline, like, oh, hey, let's hang out, and then we end up becoming friends. Mm-hmm. If I meet people, like, in person, I say to hide to them literally five times, and I'm like, all right, well, we're, we're friends. Is that how you want to go, like, to Goodwill or whatever? <laughs> like, it's, it's just, like, it's just it. like that. It's yeah. just like that. Mm-hmm. So that's always been a difficult thing for me. <laughs> but it's getting better, and it's getting mm-hmm. a lot easier just to be like, okay, I need to set my boundaries with you. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I guess – that would lead into the next topic. When, when do you when do you know it's time to set a boundary with a friend, or when do you know mm. that you need to have like that talk of like, hey, mm-hmm. this doesn't feel great. Yeah, I would say it's literally that statement, like that intuitive feeling that when you're with this person, it, it goes from being like this really good, fun, happy, or even just neutral time to like, you're pot, you're like dreading it, or you're like, Oh my gosh, are they going to make me do this? Like, oh, like, you just start having these feelings that you don't really think you would associate with your friend. Obviously, you're not going to get along with people all the time. Like, mm-hmm. there's always going to be in having any type of human <laughs> connection, there's going to be hurdles and mm-hmm. challenges and arguments and times where y'all just don't fuck with each other. But when you actually in your body start feeling like, 
this is off. I don't feel comfortable with this. That's when I think a boundary needs to be set because at that point, you're either going to ignore the boundary and that person is going to become a villain when it could have just been a conversation. And then it's going to just magnify because you didn't honor yourself. So then you're putting all the weight of that on them. And now there's this like huge rift that's being created. So I think if you feel yourself getting to that point, that's when it's time to like have a conversation and sit down and be like, look, I love you, but we need to talk about this. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like when you have, when you communicate a boundary mm-hmm. or you, let's say you don't communicate a boundary, you just keep having this awful feeling of just being like, yeah, this doesn't feel great to hang out with you. That builds mm-hmm. resentment. Yeah. <laughs> that yes. builds resentment within you and then you project that onto a person and they don't understand why either they do understand because you communicated or they don't understand because you didn't communicate mm-hmm. or they chose not to understand which i will always fight you <laughs> if you choose oh we're not gonna get into it we're not gonna get into it but that's ooh. no if it's not you, like she got examples brother. no, no. Uh, <laughs> i do have an example Mm, I don't. I don't care. I don't care. It's from my. It's from my perspective. It's whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I was watching Hoarders the other day. I watched Hoarders the other day, and um, I thought I had the brilliant idea. I was like, oh, if I put on Hoarders while I'm cleaning, then I can have like passive consumption of whatever the fuck else just to make this task a little bit easier and watching hoarders would be like oh god i don't want my house to look like a hoarder's house so let me just clean it up real quick that's a terrible idea i got too invested i just sat down and i ended up cleaning my house like a couple days later but it was a woman it was a woman and it was like her three ish four sons cleaning up their house and it was just like Every time you did something, this woman did not like it. She's like, no, I don't like the color. I don't like that you're doing this. I don't like that you're doing that. Mm-hmm. And they're all expressing, they're like, well, this needs to be clean because we, we can't, you know, mm-hmm. we can't live like this anymore. And like, they're going to like take away our home. We're going to be homeless because she's not letting things go. Um, but she confessed that she didn't like one of her sons. Because she's like, I never wanted boys. So, like, the fact that I kept just getting boy after boy after boy after boy. She had, like, I think she had four boys, and then she finally had one girl. Mm. But she was like, yeah, no, I don't like him because he always calls me selfish. And he's like, well, mom, because you are. And he's, like, literally crying. (laughs) Literally crying his eyes out, trying to express the frustration that he feels Mm -hmm. towards her. And she just grave walls him, not showing him Mm -hmm. any kind like, any empathy or trying to hold any capacity for his emotions she's just like i'm done i'm like you're not condone violence but i you would have you would have to physically remove me from the room because i will kill her because you're not you're not just gonna sit here as i'm passionately crying to you all of my frustrations that are completely valid right and you're gray walling me mm. brick walling me deciding not to hear me out mm. Literally just being like, yeah, I don't really care about your feelings. I never wanted you. I never wanted boys. Yuck. That has nothing to do with this podcast, but I just thought it was very interesting. Some people will literally do that to yeah. you when you're communicating your boundaries. Mm-hmm. Some people will literally just great wall and be like, I'm not. I, that doesn't pertain to me. Mm-hmm. Or that's an attack. Like, they take you setting a boundary as an attack on them. Mm-hmm. I'm like, mm-hmm. bruh, this is an attack. This is just me 
say that this hurts me and in order for me to be able to continue this relationship mm-hmm. we have to address something here something here needs to be fixed if anybody makes it feels like a chore that you set a boundary that's yeah. somebody you do not need to be associated with right absolutely Oof. <laughs> <Oof>. yes <laughs> so what do you think about the idea of like quality over quantity like oh when did God, that quality. become something that you really quality it's just always. internalized always, always. Yeah. i do not like people <laughs> i do not like people i oh like i had my not even then because I, I would say even when i was like with those same girl, girls mm-hmm. that i was friends with in elementary school mm-hmm. um at the time it was quality because they it was all i knew right. but like as i got older like I wouldn't even say like older, older, like it pretty much from sixth grade on, I've had like two mm-hmm. friends yeah. that I'm just like, these, these are my bitches. Like mm-hmm. this is it. <laughs> like one or two, maybe three mm-hmm. that I would hang out with. But I hate like, oh God, it's just so exhausting. Yeah. It's so exhausting to try to appease a, like a lot of people mm-hmm. and then don't have any real deep connection like i i Mm -hmm. I don't want to like go up to you and be like hey i'm having this issue and you just be like oh okay that's nice and then like fucking walk off i'm like Mm. the fuck yeah like i I just cannot deal (laughs) with shallow connections Mm. i i really wish i could i I look at people Mm -hmm. who are able to have these like harder connections where they don't get too deep into the other person's like personal life Mm. i'm like how does that feel (laughs) how does it feel to have duality Mm -hmm. how does it feel to not be 100 percent invested in someone Mm -hmm. at all times like all of my friends i'm Mm -hmm. like you know like i may not see them often um because i just know that you know they like being at home i like being at home Mm -hmm. so it's like i may not be able to spend a lot of time with you as i would like Mm -hmm. but every time i spend time with you it's quality Mm -hmm. like every time i like go over your house i I don't ever feel like wow i wish i never came here like why am i still friends with you like i never feel that yeah I will always feel that if I try to go over quantity instead of quantity. Quantity. Hell no. (laughs) I'd be like, like, if if the moment I feel like, why am I here? Yeah. I'm gone. Mm -hmm. I'm lost. Mm -hmm. I'm like, we're just not going to click. We're just, it's just not going to click. Even Mm -hmm. if it's like fun. Yeah. Even if we like can have fun and we go do fun things, Mm -hmm. which drives me absolutely insane Mm -hmm. with having like a lot of people is that they all have different ideas and they all (laughs) want to do different things. And I'm like, I'm a person who wants to make the like the majority of the things that we all want happen. Mm. But I can't do that if we all want different things. So mm. I'm like, I just rather talk to like two or three people because mm-hmm. it's easier to make two or three things happen mm-hmm. than like 15 and 20. <laughs> right. Because yeah. everyone's going to say some shit. I'm like, I'm doing the best that I can. <laughs> uh, no, that makes so much sense. I would say like, I'm not the opposite. But more so that, I don't know if this is like a trauma response Mm. or what, but I've definitely created tiers of friendship. And so I have like a level where it's just like, yeah, like I'm seeing this as a shallow connection. I'm existing in this friendship as a shallow thing. And it can move down to acquaintance just like that. Mm. And it's just no ill will about it. But like, Mm. I just place certain things in a box and then it's like, friends like a best friend or a friend is in this certain tier of a relationship of a platonic relationship so for me it's like okay yeah like if I want to like go do some shallow shit and I have to worry and I think 
this is why I say it's a trauma response probably because I think it comes from like that time period where it was just so much emotional dumping that like sometimes it's nice to me to have some connection that's just so completely like mm-hmm. emotionally empty mm-hmm. that I can just show up kiki go you know what I mean like <laughs> and that's why it's like hey wrong right it's where I'm at right now um but I definitely keep the definition of friendship like pure like mm-hmm. if I don't feel I can call on you for something or open up or be vulnerable at some point then you're not like a friend friend like mm-hmm. you a homie you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. like I, you're, I'm cool with you it's no bad blood and I know it's my like on my my prerogative to change and elevate certain connections Mm -hmm. but that's only if I want to so it's like now it's not like an unconscious thing it's like I'm consciously aligning people with certain levels and certain tiers and certain boxes Mm -hmm. and it's just like is that wrong is that manipulative I don't know I don't know I mean I mean (laughs) emotional fatigue is a real thing (laughs) emotional fatigue is a real thing Mm -hmm. having you know, excess amount of apathy because you were so empathetic as a child or how whatever duration of uh, time that you were, that's a real fucking thing. It's fucking exhausting. And, like, I, no, I get it. I definitely, like, maybe towards high school once people just, like, got to be like, okay, that's Brittany, and then, like, you know, understood how I worked. I was able to make a little bit of, like, acquaintances, but not a lot, but, like, I would just be like, oh, hey, you know, if I saw them, you know, I'd sit with them at lunch maybe. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I go on about my day. But if, if I call you my friend, if I call you my friend, just know you're basically family to mm-hmm. me at that point. Like, I'm looking out for you, yes. thick and thin, through and through. Bitch, I'm, like, if you want to call me, be like, I need help with a 10-year plan. Because yeah. I, 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 and I would like to fight myself on this. <laughs> Bitch, I would get somebody like so well together. I'm, excellent yes. advice. Excellent advice. Mm-hmm. I cannot take it for myself. <laughs> so it's like I I always know what the fuck I need to do and when I need to do it and how I need to do it and like what ways I can go in about doing it. Mm-hmm. And I can always extend that to somebody else. And then it's like, okay, Brittany, it's finally your turn. And it's just like, <laughs> it's like no, no, no. Yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm fine. But, but yeah, like I, I, because I, um, I always say like my friends are my like my chosen family. Yeah. So I'm not gonna extend the title of like you're my friend or you're my best friend mm-hmm. if I don't mean that shit. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of people like just casually toss them around like, oh yeah, we're friends and blah blah. I'm mm-hmm. like, you don't get it. <laughs> like, you just, like you just you don't get it. Like. Yeah. No, like mm-hmm. you are like any anything that you need. If I have it, mm-hmm. it's yours. Like if I can get it, it's yours. Yeah. Like if I can help in any way I can, it's yours. Yeah. And I will religiously do this with people that I call my friend. And mm-hmm. in the beginning, it's great because it's like, oh, look at them. Like they really appreciate me. They really appreciate all the things that I'm doing. They like, they truly understand that I'm doing this out of the pure pureness of my heart. Mm-hmm. And then when you get to the point with that person where you're just like, oh, you like that I'm giving so much so you can take so much, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. And it's just like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't really know that's it, guy. <laughs> right. Because before it used to be like really hard conversations. And I'd be like, oh, you know, hey, I'm f-. I mean, I, I, I should still communicate. And I mm-hmm. do communicate. If I'm feeling like it's just not working mm-hmm. i'd be like okay like this isn't working in the ways that i needed to work mm-hmm. my issue is my 
you could call it a toxic trait. Mm. I'm only going to say it one time. Mm. I'm only going to say it one time. If I fix my mouth to communicate to you how I'm feeling, right. I'm only going to say it one time. Mm. Twice if I'm being courteous. <laughs> After that, you're not comprehending me. Yeah. I'm wasting my breath. But that's one thing I do not like to waste. Yeah. Period. Boundary. I'm <laughs> gone. I am literally gone. I won't feel any way about it because I'm like, I told you. Right. <laughs> I'm like, it's very hard for me to communicate sometimes. Um, I had to spend a lot of time learning how to fuck to communicate properly. Mm. If I literally extend that energy to you and you just be like, mm, I'm just going to keep doing whatever I want to do. I'm like, oh, so I'm going to leave. <laughs> right. I'm no longer associated with you. Yeah. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but it does suck. It does suck because I do, like, I did care about the person. I still do. So, yeah. like, just because I'm, like, not in their life anymore, I still will have thoughts about them. And I'll be like, oh, mm-hmm. I hope that they're doing okay. Because, yeah. like, at the end of the day, I truly did want the best for them. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I just don't believe I can provide that to you if I don't feel like you're providing me with anything. You're not providing me with, mm-hmm. you know, stuff. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so... I forgot what the original point of that was. What were we talking about? Um, oh, just like quantity over quality or quality over quantity. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. So having having quality friends, even if it's few, is always going to feel better to me than having a shit ton of quality friends mm-hmm. uh, or quantity friends because mm-hmm. it just it just never it just never works out. It never works out in my favor because mm-hmm. I always uh, care quite a bit mm-hmm. and they care. Not so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, just, I don't think that they don't care. I just don't think that they have the emotional capacity to really get on, like, the um, the, the, the level that I need. And I don't want to have anyone that isn't able to do that mm-hmm. with me. Mm-hmm. Um, I understand the importance of being lighthearted. I understand the importance mm-hmm. of not getting so bogged down by emotions. But sometimes you just, mm-hmm. you know, you need somebody that you can open up to. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, like, not like that I abuse the um, emotional capacity of my friends and just mm-hmm. always dump on them. Like, no, I do try to make it lighthearted sometimes. Like, mm-hmm. I don't ever, like, try to just, you know, go into, like, okay, so my life is shit. How's mm-hmm. yours? You know, like, yeah. that's definitely, like, a conversation that happens, you know, from time to time. But I will, you know, also make the mood lighter. Like, I'm just not going to mm-hmm. emotionally dump and then leave. Like, mm-hmm. no. Like, yeah. you catch up. You mm-hmm. talk about some, like, things. And, like, okay, deep things. Mm-hmm. Okay. How we're doing subconsciously, mm-hmm. you know. And then bring it back up light. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's a roller coaster. It's mm-hmm. a, I just never... Yeah. Just overuse that. Don't don't overuse that, please. I, mm. I hope that wasn't like, oh yeah, okay. Let me just overuse this emotional <laughs> dumping platform. No, don't do that. Don't do that, guys. Sorry. Yeah. No, I think that makes perfect sense, and I think it really goes into quality and like what that actually means. And I think ideally, like, yeah, quality friend is gonna have both. Like, where you know, obviously, like emotional intimacy is part of friendship. Like, you can't define this person as like a friend friend and not feel like you can be emotionally intimate with them Mm -hmm. so I think once someone gets even for me like to the level of friendship like I want them to like part of the reason I draw people that dump on me is because I also give out that energy a little bit just like hey like I want to help you with your problems let me help you type energy but that's where boundaries come in that's where like knowing yourself and knowing when it's going to drain you and then I just think like a friend like a quality friend can 
save that space for you and know like, okay, I need to be upfront about this or I can talk about this with her right now or I can't, you know what I mean? And they can kind of read you and you all can have that like conversation and feel comfortable enough to have conversations like that and flip to the other end and be lighthearted, like Mm -hmm. have that duality basically. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think just for me, like just thinking about like the friends I've had in the past and like how just off balance they were you know like it always happens. <laughs> and it's really how you have to kind of learn unfortunately with some of these things mm-hmm. like going through so many cycles of just like unreciprocal friendships to where it's just like I now have like an exact idea of what I do and don't want in a friend friend you know what mm-hmm. I mean and because just so many of my friendships one were just like long term we were never breaking up type situations like you my bitch you my bitch period mm-hmm. and that was cute and gay it was cute for a little bit but then it was just like oh like one of my longest friends like we literally damn near came out the womb together um and it was just kind of like we were friends we were close we had so much in common it was ridiculous but it just came to a point where it was just like this girl resents me and (laughs) i'm sitting here like wait why do i have backhanded compliments from my best friend like Mm, why am i sitting here uncomfortable yeah did you beat her ass (laughs) no that's the I ghosted and I went about my life. You should beat her ass. Shut up. Exactly. That's why we're doing this self work, y'all, because I need to get to a place where I'm with her ass and taking names, cutting people out, because I'm too damn nice. And I was too Mm -hmm. damn nice to her the whole time. She was Gemini. That's why I just. I can't even talk. I can't even talk. If you're a Gemini, I'm sorry. Always be a Gemini. Gemini women, y'all. I love, I love, I love, please, please, air signs. I love y'all dearly. I love y'all dearly. I'm a whore for y'all. Because the the intellect, Mm -hmm. the intellect is so stimulating. I'm just like, oh, God, yes, teach me more. However, comma, when emotions come into play, it's like, y'all just... Y'all just be like, what the fuck is that? And I'll be like, um, it's an emotion. You good? And y'all be like, oh, mm-hmm. get away. Yeah. Um, because now I just turn to a completely different person because you brought in emotions. <laughs> I'm like, girl, it's okay. It is, it's, it's okay. Um, Gemini's, I do love y'all. Um, not for me. Oh, girl, she said that was a one and done deal. She said she didn't messed up the whole rotation. Y'all have just been excommunicated. Please, please, please. Don't even, don't even hit my line. I'm like, okay. Um, damn. <laughs> that threw me all off track. Um, yeah. Fight bitches. Um, I do, co- like, I don't be, like, really, really condoning fighting, but I will be like, well, if the bitch try, you just go ahead, mm-hmm. fighter, because words can only get you so far. Yeah. Um, I will not, yes, I will, tr- I will become unhinged, mm-hmm. I, because you tried me at this point, mm-hmm. especially, like, what, what, you're resenting me for what? Mm-hmm. And then not even communicating it to me, mm-hmm. not even giving me a chance to f- like even address the situation see if that's even something i need to fix or if it's something you need to fix because you're just projecting onto me right now Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. exactly i don't know i don't know Mm. (laughs) but um 
Yeah, no, I had this. I had this one weird experience. I forgot. I don't even know what her sign is, but she had the exact same name as me. Mm-hmm. Um, not the exact same. I mean, everybody has a name, Brittany, but like fucking, her name was spelled like closely to mine. Um, but we were we were also tight, mm-hmm. and it was weird because not only were we tight, me or my sister and her sister were tight, mm-hmm. and we were like friends i think this happened in the seventh grade it's always one bitch who just turns out just to be weird yeah real weird for no reason um so because again mental illness adhd um i did not do well in middle school i did not um it was not that I wasn't capable. Um, I probably, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if I had it like dyslexia. I don't. Mm-hmm. I never know. Reading's always been a struggle. Like when I enjoy reading, I can read. Mm-hmm. But like, it's always just been a, a constant struggle. So, um, mm-hmm. I always had like, I never did my reading homework because I, I always hated when you had to read books that the teacher told you to read. And I'm like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> and I was so stubborn. So I was just like, bitch, I will fail. And it's like, bitch, you can't fail. But I'm like, I'll get pretty darn close. <laughs> Watch. But um, my mom got sick of me, so she started taking away my PS3. So I couldn't play games anymore. I was like, book. Okay. <laughs> Guess I got to study now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember she was texting me one night. And she was like, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, you know, I'm just doing homework because I'm just trying to be a good student now so I can get my video games back. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden started to go off about how dumb I was. Huh? How illiterate I was. How, like, like, just basically bullying me for no reason. I was just like, hello? Why are you doing this? Um, okay. I got mad. And I started cleaning up my house. And my sister came home. She's like, what the fuck are you doing? Mm -hmm. I was like, cleaning. And she's like, you don't never clean. What happened? I showed her the messages, so she called her sister, and she was like, "Bitch, what the fuck?" Mm-hmm. And her sister's like, "What the fuck are you doing?" She's like, mm. "So, mm-hmm. I don't know what girl, I don't know what that was, but I mean, just like people would literally do that. People would literally like befriend you, mm-hmm. go about like yo merry time, thinking y'all are the best of friends, and then all of a sudden resentment or um slight dissing or hateration comes yeah. into the mix. I said, "Damn, Mary J. Blige, what the fuck is this?" <laughs> She said, no hateration. Y'all said, turn that up times two. What the fuck? Uh-uh. I don't like none of that. Oh, no. So that's why I don't really keep no, again, quality over quality, yeah. bitch. Because if you do that shit to me now, back like, yeah, then, I would clean right now. I'd clean, sweep, and brush your ass right across the floor. Don't do that to me. Oh, that's right. <laughs> don't do that to me. Oh, ooh. Mm. ooh, I was too nice. Mm. Again, we, we was in the same boat. We was too nice. <laughs> it was too, it was some bitches who just really need to get knocked out. Yeah. Um, but that's, that's mm, no. But I feel like we've been talking about better friends. So let's talk about good relationships. Yes. Let's go to the 180. What, is it, what does it feel like to be in a good relationship? Like a good friendship? It's just like a breath of fresh air. Mm-hmm. Because, again, you know, the negative sticks out more. But, like, when you have someone in your life that's just healthy for you and good for you, it just feels natural. Like, mm-hmm. you don't really have to overthink. You don't have that, like, insecurity that comes with those, you know, foo-foo friends. Mm-hmm. Um, it just feels natural and it feels secure and it feels like this is someone that you can see in different phases of yourself, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Like, 
Um, one of my closer friends, uh, she's a Taurus, and I just felt like I met myself <laughs> and mm-hmm. another person, you know what I mean? So it was just like this instant comfort, um, this instant just kind of like, oh, I can be vulnerable with you. Like, oh, you get my shit. Like mm-hmm. you get the, you get the mess and you get the good shit. You get, mm-hmm. you can take all of that and just be non-judgmental and just be here mm-hmm. with me. You know what I mean? So I feel like for me being someone that's still balancing, like, when to emotionally give, when to emotionally receive, how to set boundaries, still trying to figure mm-hmm. all of that stuff out. Um, a good friendship right now is just someone that can just be with me and there's not like this heavy kind of weight to it. Like mm-hmm. be with me, but we're growing, but you're pushing me, but we're both kind of, bitch, you know, like bitch, we both pressing bitch, on, like, come no. on, bitch. I see you, you see me, but we are trying. Oh, bitch. <laughs> that's it. No, because that's exactly, that's exactly how it is yes. with my other friend. <laughs> oh, she's an Aquarius. I love her dearly. It's yeah. like, I always tell, I will gas her up. I'm like, this, <laughs> you know you my whole soulmate. <laughs> yes. My whole reincarnation, like, bitch, you are really, like, we was in the womb together, even though I'm a year older than you, technically. (laughs) Technically. And I'm like, I just, like, she, like, gets it like no other. Like, anytime I'm like, damn, I just need to talk about life real quick or something. And I go to her, and she just be like, ba-da-da-da-da. i like, girl, you would never, you would never understand my exact emotions. Uh, and it's just so beautiful because it's like there'll be times we did ass won't talk for like six months. Yeah, <laughs> we just won't. It's just it's not that I don't like you. We just get wrapped up in our own lives, mm-hmm. and then love her dearly. She be she be trying so hard for me because she do not like Facetime, and every <laughs> once in a while she would get on Facetime for my ass, and I'm like, thank you, oh and she's like, you're welcome. I'm like. Ah. <laughs> but it's like every time like every time we talk it's just like we are on the same page and we pushing each other and we growing we growing and it's just like we don't even need to be we're not even even in the same fucking state Mm -hmm. and it's just so beautiful because it's like every time i talk to you we are somehow on the same page it's not Mm -hmm. because we're both stuck it's because we are still striving Mm -hmm. and aiming for the same shit and i'm like bruh it's so powerful I was like damn and it was so cute because I just visited back up in Michigan um mm-hmm. a couple months ago and um she also preferred she's Nigerian mm-hmm. anytime I used to hang out with this bitch it was always not like an issue on her part but an issue because of her mom she's very strict very very strict because I do not know where I am from Africa I am mm-hmm. treated not the same mm-hmm. okay and it's, it's something I've come to accept Something I come to accept. I don't know why she thinks I'm such a bad influence. Every time she comes over, we watch um, Disney movies mm-hmm. and we talk about life. Yeah. And I just provide emotional support for her. That's mm-hmm. all I do. I don't. Yeah. Oh my god, I don't do anything with her. Mm-hmm. Um, we we rarely partake in any type of drug paraphernalia <laughs> ever. Mm-hmm. I'm such a great influence on her, but <laughs> I've just come to accept it. Every time she comes over, she has to leave at ten. It's it, she's again. She's a year younger than me, wow. barely by like a couple months. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but this time she's coming over to my house and she stayed. She stayed till like ten thirty, eleven. I said, <laughs> "Bitch, 
And your maid called you. She said, I know, girl. She said, I snuck out, though. So, <laughs> she said, I snuck out. So, she ain't really, she can't really say nothing. I just kind of left. I was like, I'm going to a birthday party. Bye. I said, girl, you better stand your ground. I love that for you. I love that. Um, but every time, every time, it's like we are on the same page. Mm-hmm. And I just love her and truly adore her dearly. But I did mm-hmm. have, I did have a real ass conversation with her. I was like, you know I love you. She's like, bitch, I love you too. I said, girl, thank you. Um, but there may come a day, as much as I dread it and would never want it to happen, there may be a day that you outgrow me. There may be a day that I, I outgrow you. And it might happen subtly. I don't know what it's going to be over. But that's a, a possibility that we won't be as close as we are now. And I would just like to say to you, I'm so proud and I'm so glad that you got to grow mm-hmm. and you got to be the person you always truly knew you could be, mm-hmm. even if there's one day that I won't be able to see it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, just know I will never resent you or hate you if you need to let me go because mm-hmm. I, I would never want to hold you back from becoming the true person that you need to be. Yeah. And she said, bitch, I'm about to fight your ass. I said, why? I said, why? She's like, why would you say that? I said, I just want you to know that I, that's how much I care about you. I care. So if you need, if I'm no longer serving you, I will never be upset. I will never be sad. Because at the end of the day, I want the best for you, bitch. The literal best. And I'm like, I care about your ass. I care about your ass so much that if I'm blocking you, let me go. That's love. That's true love. That's true love. <laughs> I love that. Everybody in the field. Everybody in the field. Like, I truly love your ass. Yeah. Period. Point blank. <laughs> Period. Point blank. Like, I'm never going to be the be- type of bitch that will hold you back from greater. Yeah. I'm never going to be that. I'm like, if I'm holding you back, please let me go. Mm-hmm. Go mm-hmm. ahead. Mm-hmm. I know. Because no, my, my true... And heart of hearts, all I want, all I ever wanted you to do was grow. Yeah. All I ever wanted you to do was to be the person that you always needed to be. Absolutely, absolutely. That's so beautiful. <laughs> not be trying. I'm like, I want you to have these words for when it happens. Yeah. Because I don't. I, I again, I don't ever want it to happen. But mm-hmm. if it happens, I want you to always remember. Mm-hmm. I want it. I want you to let me go. Mm-hmm. I don't ever want you to be contemplating to be like, oh, how do I do this? How do I tell her we can't be friends anymore? You know, mm-hmm. you know how do I try to force a connection where it's just clearly not there? Yeah, baby, if it's not there, let go. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. I'll be okay. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh. But yeah, I think those type of friendships are just so, like, if if you're going to have any amount of a friendship or any quantity of a friendship, I think you have to have at least one friendship that's on that level where you have someone that is a mirror for you, Mm -hmm. you know, but not like a stagnant mirror. Like you said, Mm -hmm. you're always looking and growing and you both see the best in each other and you mirror each other in that energy. Like, I see the best in you. I'm going to make sure that we're staying on that path and growing and elevating and you know what I mean but also the nice part about those and I think something that I always have to remind myself too is that not every friend has to be like me mm-hmm. and it's good sometimes to have and draw people that are so opposite of me that mm-hmm. it forces me out of my comfort zone you know mm-hmm. what I mean like it forces me to think another way it forces me to do things I wouldn't normally do like I need those kind of like, ooh, bitch, you my mirror, you my soulmate type of friends to appreciate the friends that are a little bit different than me, that 
make me think outside the box, that challenge me. And those are equally great friends to have, I think, in your circle. So if anything, you know, one or two quality friends that one where you can go and have that safe landing place where you can go and be comfortable and be free and be yourself and that person just gets it. Mm -hmm. And then another or others that challenge different parts of you because we're so complex as people that it's just like you can always find something in another person that's going to inspire you and motivate you and bring out parts of yourself that you may not even like have even known were there. Mm -hmm. And I think that's like one of the coolest things about friendship is just like unpacking all of that with another person by your side. Like, yeah, I see. Oh, you didn't know you could do that. I'm here to challenge that. You know what I mean? (laughs) Mm -hmm. 100% truly, truly. Mm -hmm. Um, Watch. I mean, yes, have people opposite of you, but watch because again, they're opposite of you. So my frustration is when it comes to friendships is that it's it's really a me thing. It's really a me thing, and I'm re- I'm learning not to do it. And I'm I, I like you said, it is good to always have people who are a little bit different than you because at the end of the day, you can't control how like not saying that I want to control, but like mm-hmm. you don't always get people who show up for you like you would show up in that situation. So a lot of times, I would feel frustrated um, or flustered when. I have an encounter with someone and they don't do something that I would like the way that I would do it. Mm-hmm. So I'd be like, well, I'm just upset right now because I don't feel like you communicate with me or you didn't communicate enough. And then now I'm over here getting anxious and it's just, it's just a lot for me right now. And the people are like, Oh, well, you know, not everyone's going to do it your way or on your time. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm not expecting you to do it on my time. I'm just asking you just to communicate with me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's, that's a, that's always been a big thing. It's like communication. Like, yes, I struggle with it, but mm-hmm. I definitely, I hate it. You have to be painfully direct with me. Mm-hmm. You have to be. And I have to be painfully direct with you. I, it's the only way I can truly get it. Because if not, then I start to be like, okay, well, let me just overthink in all the other different possibilities of what they might have wanted to say mm-hmm. or might want it to convey. Mm-hmm. Instead of you just being like, no, Brittany, this is it. Mm-hmm. Like you have to be like that painfully direct with me. And not everyone is like that. And I get it. That's a lot to ask for because, you know, I don't even like 100% being 100% like direct. It's 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 a lot. But at the same time, it's very much needed. But it is exhausting. So I get it. Mm -hmm. But it is good to have other people, like like you said, show you different perspectives, show you different ways of doing things. So you don't always get caught up in your singular way and think that that's the only way. So when you don't have that same treatment coming back to you you're not feeling cross or jaded or having that resentment feeling because you think because it's not the way you would have done it. Mm-hmm. It's incorrect. Right. And I think um, even that goes down to like, you should have value in your friendships and your, who you are as a person, like a value system. And I think people can be so different even in how they express the same value. So if you, you know, want communication, that can be something that's a non-negotiable in mm. your relationships. But how people communicate to you. So they're communicating to you. That should be a non-negotiable because you need that. But how they communicate, what they say, why they say it could and maybe should vary. Because again, yeah, like you said, you don't want to get stuck just seeing everything from your own perspective because how else does it grow in Mm -hmm. that case? You know what I mean? So I think 
every friendship and just the fundamental of a friendship should be having values that are aligned. They don't have to be identical, but Mm -hmm. they should be aligned. Like if I'm Buddhist and allergic to peanuts (laughs) and I have X, Y, Z, and it's just like, I can't deal with anybody that's not also Buddhist and allergic to peanuts. That's me. Mm. But you could be a goofy ass Buddhist that's allergic to peanuts. And I could be like, okay, cool. I'm a little stern and serious. Let me take some of that energy and open up a little bit. You know what I mean? So it's like you can have non-negotiables and you can be selective with people. Like that's been something I also had to learn. Like I don't have to just let any energy in just because I'm getting it. Like this isn't, everything's not a compliment. Everything's not um, worth my time, but it's definitely interesting to just like explore and within your boundaries, you know, kind of open up the box and see like what other perspectives, you know, that you can appreciate, I think, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100% truly, because at the end of the day, we we meet people and the connections that we make, they're not, they always have a purpose, because yes. you're always going to be drawn to, um, I, I feel like in friendships, you're going to be drawn to things you, on areas you need work on. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to be drawn to um, people who carry the same traits that you may not be able to see up front because maybe they're a little bit more subconscious and you don't mm-hmm. always think about them. But every time you make a connection with somebody, they're, they're going to be, um, conflict is going to arise mm-hmm. in particularly areas that you as a person need to work on. Mm-hmm. And you need to realize whether or not this is a trait that you like about you or and that needs to change or, or needs to stay the same or if this is a trait that you don't like. And if they can't change it, then you have to move on to the next person now, knowing that that's a trait that within yourself you need to fix. Mm-hmm. Because you don't just like go and make friends and just be like, okay, they're just, you know, somebody I can talk to. No, you make connections with people who both have similarities mm-hmm. and areas that you like, but also dislike about yourself. Mm-hmm. So, and people are going to be really great on bringing that out. So, your friendships are always lessons and that's why they become so strong is because you're you're able to learn that lesson or you're able to overcome those feelings of you know inadequacy because you're met with you know like you said your mirror you met with your direct mirror of yourself so anything that you may not like or resent in a person always take a step back and be like well am i am i also presenting this in myself and that's always what you need to think about when you, you know, have these connections. It's like, what lesson am I gaining from this person? Mm-hmm. And again, am I pouring too much into this person and not pouring enough into myself or they're not pouring enough back into me to the point where now I just feel like an empty husk? Mm-hmm. You know? That's real. That's well, real. Yeah. I think that's a beautiful place to start wrapping up. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess just in terms of going forward in friendships, just be as intentional with the friendships Mm -hmm. you foster as you are with everything else, Mm -hmm. particularly, you know, romantic relationships, a lot of spiritual communities and just the world puts a lot of weight on that. But Mm -hmm. I honestly think friendships are the most important connection outside of family. Well, honestly, more important than family because that's, again, the family you choose. Family you choose. Yeah, like that's even more important, your friends and that circle that you're giving your energy to. So be intentional, like write down your ideal friends, Mm -hmm. visualize what your friendships feel like, look like, sound like, you know what I mean? And really put weight into that and be selective. Mm-hmm. Be selective, selective. <laughs> with selective. your energy. You selective know? with your energy. Mm-hmm. Selective with your circle. Selective with your time. Mm-hmm. Selective with your efforts, bitch. Yeah. Because people will always do what you allow. Facts. 
So if you allow some fuck-ass people in your energy mm-hmm. and your space, you're going to feel very fuck-off-ish. Mm-hmm. You're going to be feeling like you're very, you're, like you're being fucked off. Mm-hmm. Why? Because you're allowing people who cannot provide the things you provide to them mm-hmm. in your space. And that's always going to be one-sided. That's always going to uh, build this weird resentment and you're just never going to feel like you're advancing anywhere because you are not getting your needs met Mm -hmm. in a um you know social way yeah so always be very selective about the people who you have around because they are they are going to what really propels you forward honestly or what's going to hold you back absolutely absolutely Mm -hmm. and i guess my final thought is just Know that friendship is going to be a continued journey and keep trying to figure out how to be a better friend mm-hmm, because mm-hmm, you might think mm-hmm, you're doing your mm-hmm. shit right, but no, you need to keep looking at yourself because no, you need to challenge yourself. If you mm-hmm. think you're a good friend now, what can you do to be better? Mm-hmm. And that needs to be a constant question. Mm-hmm. How can I be a better person to myself, a better friend to myself? How can That's I be it. a better friend to others? That's it. You know, <laughs> if you're not, if you're not a good person to yourself, you right. cannot be a good person to others. Mm-hmm. I have, Hurts to say, mm-hmm. I have tarnished a really good friendship because mm-hmm. I was in a very not okay time and I didn't even realize I wasn't showing up for myself the way I needed to. Mm-hmm. And in return, I was giving that very same negative, dark, brooding energy that I was giving to myself to others and I couldn't even tell because mm-hmm. it was just how I was treating me. Mm-hmm. So if you cannot, if you cannot better yourself you cannot be good to yourself you do not have any capacity of being good to others mm-hmm. and you know me and my situation I've opened the door I've tried to reach out um, mm-hmm. but this person's really great at setting boundaries so mm-hmm. I don't believe that they would um want to be treated like how I treated them before and that's okay mm-hmm. that's that's 100% like I said I'm always okay with being let go of mm-hmm. if it means that I no longer serve you mm-hmm. in the way that I need to. And in that situation, it was 100% the correct thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wish that I would have maybe just... Because I don't, I don't even think I'm, I, I'm able to become as good as friends as I was with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, just due to circumstances. So mm-hmm. it's okay. But I just want at least maybe one last time to be like, hey, this is what I actually wanted to do before we say, like, goodbye, goodbye. Like, I just wanted you to see, like, how far I've come because I always knew that it was a worry for you. Um, But look, I'm better now. I'm I'm, I'm on my way to being better now. And I do apologize. But it's okay. It's, It's Again, I can't pick and choose how things end. They end when they end. I just hope. Maybe the next friend I have, if that same situation kind of arises, mm-hmm. um, that I've learned my lesson, I won't um, internalize their actions nor project my own mm-hmm. um, insecurities or um, bad thoughts mm-hmm. and bad times. But yes, always show it for yourself first. Yeah. Show it for yourself first because you cannot show it for others if you do not know how to show it for you. Right. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so, so much for tuning in to this episode of Incense and Merlot. We hope you come back next week for a juicy journal prompt on romantic relationships. Okay. I'm ready. Ah, okay. I'm ready. I'm it's going to be, it's going to be fun. Oh, God, <laughs> it's going to be so fun. It's going to be so fun. But thank you again mm-hmm. for stopping by, for giving us a wonderful, I believe this will be almost an hour, an hour of your time, mm-hmm. hour of mindfulness. 
I love that for you. I love that for us. Glad that you, we were able to share it with you. Um, again, we are in Sense and Merlot. I hope you have a wonderful night. Um, we'd love to see you back again next week for our journal prompts and eventually for our relationship podcast. Hope you have a wonderful day. Bye, guys. Bye.